Welcome, everyone, to the First Presbyterian Church podcast. We are First Presbyterian in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, and we are glad that you are here listening with us, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, We hope that your day will be blessed, and may the peace of Christ be with you. Stories are powerful, aren't they? Are there stories in your family, maybe, that get told time and again that help explain the way that someone is or maybe where their nickname came from? Sometimes we retell the story of our birth. Our parents will tell it to their children if something extraordinary happened. In my family, we often tell the story of my youngest brother who went missing one day. Much chaos ensued as my parents freaked out and we all freaked out wondering where he was, only to find that he had hidden under a bathroom cabinet and had fallen asleep thus had not heard when any of us called his name. Is there a story like that in your life? A story that you connect to? We often say, remember when, when we're reminiscing with old friends, when we have family reunions. Stories form and shape our lives often. Stories tell us powerful truths about who we are and how the world is. Often when I'm leading uh, classes with new members or uh, with those who are going to become elders um, in the church, leaders of the church, I ask them to think about their spiritual story. You know, if you were to map out your life What would be the points that you would mark as important for your faith? High points, low points, times that really made a difference. What's your story? What's the story of God in your life? It may seem humdrum, maybe not that exciting, but I promise you there is a story that you are a part of. A couple years ago, I preached this, um, st- this sermon, this um, scripture, excuse me, from Revelation when I was confirming some youth at the church that I was at previously. In the Presbyterian tradition, uh, youth go through a process called confirmation where they decide if they want to become adult members of the church. It's an important step. And we do that because we do baptize babies. And so children who are baptized as infants then have a process of learning and growing and making that choice for themselves. And those who weren't baptized had the option to be baptized. Maybe you were confirmed once, or maybe there was a time when you decided to follow Jesus. Or maybe it was a series of moments, but... You had a time, I think, I hope, where you 
decided to be a Christian. Maybe you haven't made that decision yet, but still God is working in your life. And when we do that process, that confirmation process, when we baptize babies, we're proclaiming God's love and grace throughout all of their lives. And that love has been part of your life from beginning till now and always will be. All of this has to do with Revelation because in Revelation we hear today, God is making all things new. And you are a part of that. We are held in the infinite love of God our whole lives. The book of Revelation is a story of all stories. It's a vision of apocalypse or what the future might hold. We often think of heaven as being somewhere else, off in the future or off in the sky, not near where we are, and we think that at the end of time, all the good Christians, whatever that means, will be taken from this earth to another place. We talked a few weeks ago about the theology of the Left Behind series and other understandings of Revelation. They have this sort of, we will be removed from earth thread to them. But did you hear in John today? New Jerusalem comes down here. We don't go up. New Jerusalem comes here, and God comes to dwell among the people. Earth is not destroyed, but there's a new heaven and a new earth. God wipes every tear, and death and mourning and pain will be no more. God's vision for this creation is not destruction, but healing and love and transformation. N.T. Wright says, even newness itself will be renewed. This earth is not disposable, but is the very dwelling place of God. It is not that God is making all new things, but God is making all things new. God says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And if God is in the beginning and at the ending, God is certainly in the middle, too. There is nowhere that God is not and no time when God is absent. We are in the middle of a great story. Your story is part of God's story. God is the author, and the ending we can trust is redemption and renewal. But it's hard to believe sometimes, isn't it? It's hard to believe that all things will be renewed when we look around and we do see pain and tears and mourning and the sting of death. Our world is drenched with violence and injustice. I don't need to go through the list, I don't think, for you all. So how are we to live knowing that we are held how can we trust that God is making all things new? Well, I think to the story of the first people who heard the book of Revelation. 
They were a community of Christians who knew oppression and injustice and violence. They lived under the cruelty of the Roman Empire. They faced great difficulty. Feels like maybe an understatement to say that. The church was small, not powerful, like it is now. John, as you heard me tell the kids earlier, had been exiled to the island of Patmos because of his witness. And this community, this small, struggling community, endured with their belief that God was making all things new because it was the best thing that they could believe. It was the good news they desperately needed to hear. They needed each other, and they needed their community, and so they held on. And in their community, they had each other and experiences of God. For centuries, Christians before us have held onto their faith and God's dream by seeking out glimpses of it, by becoming part of God's story. And for centuries, Christians have helped to create God's dream by working for it, by working for justice and peace and caring for those who are marginalized and afflicted. The Christian call is to bear witness to God's love wherever we feel it and to carry it so that others might see it too. You are a part of a story, and it is a great story. And you are called to write a part of that story. And though it may feel small, it is significant to God. We turn from evil and turn back to Christ, our Lord and Savior, again and again. As we're living out our lives, we're living the story. We keep showing up and trying to find ourselves in the story of God's work. And when it's hard, we have each other to show us. That great multitude, as we've heard in other sections of Revelation. And in following Christ and showing God's love, we find the God who reminds us what the point of all this is. God is doing a new thing, even here and now. And one day, all will be restored to complete communion with God. I want you to know, to remember, that you are a part of that great story. You are in the story of God's people. You are God's beloved. And God is writing your story. It's a story of love and renewal, not destruction. A story of the world made whole, not disposed of. God is making all things new, including you. So keep turning to Christ, for your story is just beginning.